0: Uh, We're going to have a little reflection this morning on our vision as a church. Now, it's traditional and customary, I think, really, that when it comes to this uh, early Sunday in January, uh, we take the opportunity to... uh, look ahead really to, to what's coming up, what we're doing. We normally use this time to introduce our verse for the year. Uh, so all through the previous five years uh, since I've been here and I think even before I was here, uh, you would have a verse that was kind of your verse that you'd link to through the course of the year. Um, I have the previous five years here. Uh, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to test you to see how many you can remember of the past five years. 2017, anyone know what our verse was in 2017? Rick does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Paul does. Does he? No. Which one? Oh, he's got them in front of him. That's cheating. (laughs) That's cheating. He's got them on the screen. Yeah. So in 2017, it was Isaiah 40. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. Uh, 2018. Uh, we go back to Acts chapter two, verse forty-seven, which was in day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. In two thousand and nineteen, which was a very specific year because we were launching the vision uh, for All Saints and the plan that we had that year to begin that process, and we had Psalm one hundred twenty-seven: Unless the Lord builds the house, its laborers uh, labor in vain; unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stands in guard in vain. Last year, no 2020, the beginning of 2020, uh, we couldn't have foreseen what that year was going to hold, but we had 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So you may remember that. Can anyone remember last year, beginning of 2021, we did have a verse, It came from Romans, Romans 15 verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement that they provide, we might have hope. So that was last year. Now, the fact you've forgotten all of those uh, is no surprise to me because we tend to sort of look at our verse for the year at the start of the year uh, and sort of encourage you to kind of reflect on it and remember it and pray for it and all those kind of things. Um, and But they're just really they're really just kind of a useful thing to refer back to so that when we're going through the course of the year, we have this verse to sort of pin things on or refer things back to. And I, those of you who received the notice sheet will know that our verse for this year is Hebrews twelve one to 2, uh, which we'll come to in a minute. I'm not going to do that I mean, it's there, but I'm not going to refer to it just yet. Uh, and so uh, I want us to think a little bit really about why we have uh, these Sundays, why it's important that we talk about vision and also to look a little bit about what vision isn't. So it's a bit of a different sermon to normal. Uh, we're not going to be sort of delving into a particular passage as we normally would. The passage set for today uh, is the baptism of Jesus because that's the Sunday we're in. We're on the, the first Sunday of Epiphany where we think about the baptism of Jesus, although there will be a reference uh, to that passage actually because it does really help us In understanding vision and what vision can help us to do. And so it is important that we have vision, but I want to talk about why it's important and why it's not important. Because all through my years as a church leader, there's a verse that often gets quoted when it comes to vision. And it's this verse from Proverbs 29, verse 18, which you may know already. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now the trouble with that verse is that when people quote it, they quote it massively out of context. Not only out of context of sort of where it is in scripture, but also out in context of its verse itself, because that's only half a verse. That's not even an entire verse. The rest of the verse goes on to say, but the love of the law basically it matters to us to paraphrase the love of the law is central to what we do. So we know that this passage here, where there is no vision, the people perish, is written to and for the people of Israel through Solomon's wisdom to say, basically, if you go through this life ignoring the scriptures, if you go through life ignoring the presence of God, if you go through life ignoring what we're teaching you about who God is, then you will perish. Our vision is found in the word of God. Our vision is found in who he is and we know the word made flesh. So to say that without vision the people perish is is not really something we can apply to today quite so much because we have a vision and his name is Jesus. You know as a church we, we have had a vision for the past 2,000 years and his name is Jesus and our vision like it's always been has been the vision of discipleship and the best summary of discipleship i've heard uh, i heard recently in something i was listening to is that you can define a disciple as an apprentice of somebody and when you're an apprentice of somebody there's three steps for you uh to in order to become uh, an effective apprentice in order to become a disciple and so our our vision of jesus is to be with jesus to be like jesus and to do what Jesus does. That's what being a disciple is all about. To be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus does. That's our vision. Our vision has never changed. Our vision remains that as individuals and as a church. The mission of the church has never changed. It is to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, Baptizing them in the name of the, causing them to obey everything I command, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and holy Spirit so let 's look a little bit about what vision isn 't i mean there 's a little hint there that vision isn 't, uh, but it is important for us to have vision. We are going to talk about that in a minute. But one of the things that I did when I was at college is we, is we had a session on vision setting in a church. It, was a very, it f- felt like we were in a, in a meeting for a business model, to be honest. It's like sort of learning how to apply business models to the church. And I think we have to be careful when we do that. There are things we can learn from the business world. Uh, but at the same time, we're not a business. We are a movement, the movement of God, the kingdom of God. And so it's different. And so we looked at church vision statements. And i got four examples for you here, and I want to see what you think of these. So the first one was this. I'm not going to say which churches they're for. Some are in the States, some are here, um, but I, I, won't, I won't assign them to the churches. The first one was this. Living out what we believe. Fairly standard. Happy with that? It's quite clear. Living out what we believe. The second one was this. Knowing Jesus and making Jesus known knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. Third one was this. We exist to connect people to Jesus and to each other. There's a slight hint of where we're heading there. At least that one does say the word we. We're getting closer to where we need to be, but we're still not quite there. The other one was to love God, love the church, love our city, and love the nations. Again, Fairly standard vision statement. I'm sure you've all seen vision statements similar to that around your time in church or at other churches. I'm not saying that any of these are wrong. I'm not saying that any of these weren't reached by prayerful reflection and thought. But I would say that all four of these, to me, describe what we should all be doing anyway. That, to me, isn't the description of church. That's the description of a Christian living out what we believe. We should be doing that surely. Knowing Jesus and making Jesus known, something hopefully we're all trying to do in our daily lives. Existing to connect people to Jesus and to each other again, hopefully something we live for. To love God, love the church, love where we live and love the nations again hopefully is something that's for all of us here regardless of which church we're part of. And so these things serve as a great description of what a Christian should be, but are they particularly helpful when it comes to the vision of the church? Well, they may be for those particular settings, those particular contexts. But let me explain why we need to go a little bit further and in a slightly different direction when it comes to finding a vision for a church. Because any sense of vision that we have needs to have about it a sense of aspiration of where we want to be of where we're heading towards, of what we're working towards, of what we're living to be. And therefore, it is actually a largely corporate thing that we find together. We will each have our own individual visions, I'm sure. We'll come to that in a minute. We will have things that we aspire to be, versions of ourselves that we aspire to We'll have our own particular visions of our discipleship and where we are in that list of knowing Jesus, being like Jesus, and doing what Jesus does. We'll all be in different places with that part of our vision. We'll have different ideas of what that looks like and how we live that out in our daily lives. But when it comes to uh, finding a vision as a church, it's something where we bring those individual visions together to form a shared vision that helps us all in our individual visions to be who God's called us to be, to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be, to be the best version of church that we can be. And so there needs to be something about it that's idealistic, but also realistic. It's got to be God-given, Holy Spirit-inspired, and it's got to be a dream that flows from within and through our core values of who we are as people and what it is that we believe about Jesus. A vision kind of needs to be clear and measurable in some way. You need to be able to get three years down the line and say, how are we doing with this? How are we measuring up to that vision, that plan, and that that call? You look at John, for example, in the passage of John the Baptist. And those of you who are eager will notice that um, we had that passage a few weeks ago during Advent. And it's uh, used again today in the lead-up to the baptism of Jesus, uh, which we had. And the thing that's amazing about John's vision and the vision that John had is it was very specific, it was very clear, and he knew when he'd achieved it. Because the moment Jesus walked over the hill and came towards John the Baptist and he was able to say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, his vision is fulfilled. His mission is complete. And he's able to mark that and measure that in the baptism of Jesus. And then Jesus' vision begins with the words of the Father spoken over him so beautifully. This is my son whom I love. I'm with him I'm well pleased. And so our vision needs to come from the core of who we are as God's children. That's why the very first verse we had when I first arrived here was Isaiah 40. And this doesn't go away. It's not like once we've done that verse for the year, we leave it. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. It's all about getting ourselves into the presence of God. Hearing the Father's voice, resting in his presence and being okay with who we are in him. So that every vision we have flows from that place of who we are in him and who he is to us. And that's what we're hoping we're going to do through the course of this year. Uh, hands up if you were here at the start of 2020. I know we've got new people here, but if you were here at the start of 2020, uh, raise your hand. You may remember this little blue booklet here. I also mentioned it at the last APCM. At the start of 2020, when our verse was uh, the one from Corinthians, "You are now the body. You, now you are the body of Christ." and individually members of it. The plan and the idea of that year was we were going to look at our kingdom values, what are the things that matter to us most that are non-negotiable in terms of who we are as people, looking at our discipleship, our mission, uh, our our community, and our gifts and ministry. And we were going to spend uh, the first half of 2020 reflecting on these values. We had a sermon series all through January and February. We had videos online that enhanced and encouraged that. And then the plan was that Through the month of April 2020, in small groups and prayer triplets and small groups of people, we were going to get together, reflect on these, pray about these, and discuss them. Then something kind of got in the way of that. Uh, It really kind of just ruined everything. Small groups weren't able to meet. We hadn't yet become proficient on Zoom. um, And so we were just surviving for the past 18 months. Uh, We now feel, however, that we're in a position where we can pick up almost where we left off. Uh, that all through the past two years, our, our vision has been about just sort of getting through that, that, that time. And whilst we know the pandemic isn't over, there are still things going on. We believe that we're in a position where we can pick up where we lift off uh, with that vision. So this year for, for us and for me is about seeking a vision for the kind of church or benefits, particularly benefits, that we want to be known for in a few years' time. It's about asking the question, What would be a better version or expression of church than what we are now? What would that look like? Because I think we're doing good now, but we can always do more. Uh, I was actually looking at the vision that we currently have. Does anyone know the current vision of St. Mary's Church? There's a challenge for you. It's, It's summed up in one sentence. It's serving the communities. Of Staplefield, Warning Lid, Slaffam, Peace Pottage, and Staplefield was tagged on during the interregnum. Serving the communities or serving the villages. Uh, and then there's, it's broken down into a number of ways in which we do that. And I have to say that as I look at that vision, I don't know when that vision was set. I wasn't here when it was set. I don't know how it came about. I don't know how it was launched. I don't know any of those things. But I would say that as I look at our parish and as I look at our community... I'd say actually we're doing pretty well with that. There are definitely areas where we could do more. We know that Peace Potage is growing. We know we could be doing more in Warning Lid. But when I look at our involvement in the schools, when I look at the pantry, when I look at how many of our disciples of Jesus are involved in things like Help at Hand and Rosemary Club and people who are involved in different things in the community uh, that are happening, I can see that actually as a church we're doing okay with that. And yes, there is always an aspiration to be a better version of ourselves than that. But the question really now is actually, if we were to look ahead to, say, 2030, what kind of church, what expression of church would we want to be? And then from there, we can chart back a little bit as to how that comes about. And so this year, we believe, is about taking that year to find that vision together. That as we each have our individual visions of discipleship and what it means to know, uh, to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do as Jesus does. That as we bring those individual visions together, the question can be, how can the church help you to do that? How can we help you to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus does? How can we as a church support you and other disciples in that journey? How can we support you and the people who aren't yet disciples in that journey? They'll be the sort of questions that we can be asking. What kind of church do we need to be in order to do that? So a good vision statement will have a phrase like, we will see or we will be. Because it's an aspiration to it. There's something we're moving towards. Something that we can mark. And so over the next few weeks and months, there's going to be a few different things happening to help us to form that vision together, uh, to seek that vision together as a church. Uh, We will be uh, re-releasing this once it's been re-edited and and made date appropriate and and done possibly in a slightly different way. Uh, But we'll be reminding you of those values that we looked at in 2020, referring you back to sermons where they were preached, if you're new to us here. Uh, We'll be reflecting on that uh, individually and as as a church body together. There's going to be a team of people praying and asking God to remind us of prophetic words that have been spoken over the years at St. Mary's and St. Mark's to see where the common themes are, where things have come up time and time again. Is that part of what God's calling us to? That will be happening at a PCC level as well, obviously. Uh, A congregational level will be inviting you into that conversation at various points. We'll be throwing it out also to the wider community and those we serve, and all of which we hope will lead to a a full vision, a more full vision being launched at the beginning of 2023. So this year is about seeking that together. And that vision will include, I'm sure, some of the practical ministries we're involved in, some of the developments that we have planned. Some of those might happen in the meantime. We'll be thinking about peace pottage, all saints, our schools work, all the things that we're doing at the moment and seeing where they fit within God's vision for us as a benefice. Where I'm quite excited is this is the first time that we have sought a vision for the whole benefice together. Because the last vision was St. Mary's, uh, and St. Mark's weren't factored in at that time because I don't think even when that vision was formed, I don't think that partnership had even started yet, as far as I understand. Uh, But this is the first time that we've ever had the opportunity to sit down together as a benefice, as St. Mary's and St. Mark's and All Saints and everything that it involves, and seek a vision together for where God wants us to be in a few years' time. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that we can do that because of the culture that's been created over the past five years of unity. What you'll notice about the past five verses is they aren't about vision. They're about culture. They've all been about culture. About seeking us to be the best culture we can be so that our vision can be born from and into that culture. And that's what we're hoping God is going to do. In the meantime, you can ask yourself this one question. Who do I want to be in a year's time? Who is God calling me to be in a year's time? And therefore, what do I need to put in place in order to become that person? How can I be with Jesus more? How can I be more like Jesus? How can I do more of what Jesus does? And if you're struggling to know where to start, then look at passages like act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with our God. How are you doing with that? Look at passages like love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. How are you doing with that? What do you need to put in place to make them more lived experiences in your life? Who do you need to help you? And then this question which is going to help us in forming the vision, how can the church help you to do that? How can this benefice help you To be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus does. And how can we together be inspired and encouraged to become the best versions of ourselves and the best version of church, the best expression of church, that we can possibly be where God has called us to be in these villages now. There's a couple of things that we'll be asking you to do over the next few weeks. As I said, this will be uh, coming your way soon for you to reflect on and think about. Uh, We'll be asking you if at any time in the past, in your time worshipping here, particularly if you've been here a, a long while, if there's any prophetic words you remember from the past that you want to share with us, then please do. Either ones you've had yourself or ones that have come during prayer meetings. We want to hear what God has been saying over the years and kind of bring those voices together uh, and see kind of where the common themes might be. Uh, and we'll also we're going to invite you, our corporate prayer meetings that we have on the first Tuesday of every month are going to be beginning to happen in strategic places around the community. So we're going to have one in Peace Pottage, one in Warning Lid, one in slapham one in Staplefield, one in Hancroft. Uh, And so over the next few months, we invite you to come to those as well and to pray for those villages and seek God as to what his vision is for us in those places as we go forward. So that's a kind of invitation to all of you uh, to begin that process of of discerning now um, so that we can have a shared vision together. So our verse for this year, in a way, is a holding verse. Paul, if you can call it up. It'd uh, be great. So we're in Hebrews uh, chapter one, uh, chapter twelve, verses one and two. Um, why don't we, uh, yeah? Why don't we say this together, shall we? This is uh, Hebrews twelve. Let's say it together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is our vision, individually and corporately. In any vision we form, Centres around him and his desires for us and helps us all to be with him to know him better to be like him and to do what he does as we build the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven in the place he's called us to be Amen